Gotcha gang. How is everyone doing today? Looking forward to a great Avagachi Dao meeting here. Lots to catch up on. Hey, good morning, Hefe. Good morning. How are you? Pretty good. How about you, man? How's I'm doing good, man. Uh, so we had our pre-summit yesterday. Um, yeah. The official date of our summit is actually July 16th. So we're still kind of very much getting everything together. Uh, but yesterday was interesting because we all hung out on our GMI parcel after you guys left. And we had a decent turnout. I think there's maybe 20 or more gotchis there hanging out on our parcel, uh, all decked out. And uh, we were able to get it get some more feedback on what people would like to see at the summit. And it was good. So I think everybody's on the same page with that. We have uh, we have a notion page. People can actually follow along live as we're kind of like planning the summit out. So uh, I'll actually drop the link for that down below. Uh, but yeah, it's going well. In short, it's it's going really well, and uh, I think it's going to be a really exciting event. We have Jesse, who, who hopefully I think might be talking about uh, IP rights in the Gachiverse, uh, kind of doing a little IP workshop. So I think that's going to be valuable, and uh, hopefully we can get some developers to come out from our community and uh, talk about what they're building and give us some some background, share some info, and what, maybe some new things coming to the Gachiverse. Uh, you mean the, from, from our side, developers? Or... Uh, just in, in general, the uh, the tool builders of you know the Gachiverse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I was uh, thinking more about um, you don't have the party portal uh, ready yet, but I think this would be um, we don't have enough time to uh, my robotic. Oh no. Slightly robotic. Yeah, let me, uh, I'll change my VPN here. Try and find something better. It's raining here, so yeah, it might be a little spotty. Let's see if that's any better. I was saying we, we're probably not going to have the party portal ready by the, the 16th, but uh, I think it should be doable to like make a special page on the, on the intro where you spawn for upcoming, like for events that are live. And so we could probably get, make it uh, possible for people to spawn directly on those parcels. Just give us the ideas of where they are and we'll, we'll make that happen. That sounds, I think it'd be uh, a nice way to get more people in, uh, going to this meeting so they don't have to walk there manually. 
Wow, that's um, <clears throat> that's actually a great idea. So maybe something we'll note for our notion is for each attendee coming to the summit, we'll just make sure we grab a gotcha ID that they're going to be using. Uh, I guess that's what you would need. Okay, so this would so this is going to be uh, limited, like what? How do, is this uh, like uh, limited access, or is are you expecting well, like anyone from Gachi Gang to be able to come on the parcel? Oh yeah, so we we will be. Uh, that's a good point. We will be uh, live streaming the event, but the attendees for the event, ideally, we would like you know the the guild managers kind of more leadership roles to be there on our parcel. Mm -hmm. So we we're going to be inviting those people specifically, but that is a good point. I guess you know if we're going to be doing it on our parcel, pretty much anybody could just come and stand there and <laughs> hang out. But yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, you know, if we had walls, I'd maybe wall in our parcels and and have limited access. But it's a little early for that. So I think we'll just. Uh, I guess if you want to come hang out on the parcel, and you're not uh, management you know leadership uh you could still come hang out i guess um but you you won't be able to get into the actual meeting itself that uh right you, you know you won't you won't get a seat at the table per se but you can uh you can watch the live stream and you can hang out on the parcel if you want yeah it might be fun for the guild to like bring some of their most active members on to just hang out kind of show of strength yeah, I think it would be pretty cool, actually, if uh, the guilds would actually invite some of their members to come hang out on the parcel uh, dressed in their guild wearables. You know, maybe not specific Ooh. wearables, but every guild has their themes, right? So if we had, uh, it'd be kind of cool if we saw the Wagney Warriors all show up, uh, all decked out in their uh, in their garbs, in, in, the, in their wear. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be, that would add like some, an element of, uh, Kind of make it make it a little bit more social, and we'll we'll probably have the chat bubbles done by then as well, so people can be chatting with each other on the parcel. Oh, that would be very cool. That'd be very cool uh, to have the chat feature because it's going to be July sixteenth. So I mean, there is some time still to to uh, maybe that'd be a great time to test it out actually because we'll have a lot of people on the parcel uh, using mm -hmm. their bubbles and stuff. So it'll be a good way to just test the feature out. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm excited. We'll uh, I'll bring this up at our our uh, next dev call, and we'll see. We'll we'll make a task for uh, basically making like a, a separate uh, event section, which we we plan to do anyway. But uh, we we won't have the fancy NFT for it yet. But we can just do it manually for now. Oh yeah, that would be cool. That's that's perfect. Cool. Um, did you say there's going to be an NFT for this? Is that like some alpha? Uh, so yeah, it's like what we're thinking is the uh, each parcel will be able to equip this uh, and the parcel can kind of charge it up and uh, would you'd be spending Alchemica to charge the portal. Oh no, am I, am I going robotic again? <laughs> Uh, you're you're okay now. You just, it was just it's gonna come and go. It's it's yeah. yeah it's raining. Hold on, let me try. I was getting most of what you were saying there. So yeah, so the the portal. This is Golden Cross's idea. I might be 
uh, butchering it, but the general idea is that if you want to have a link to your to your parcel directly, you can equip this uh, portal installation, and you can spend Alchemica to kind of charge it up, or glitter or Alchemica, probably probably either. And when it's charged, that would uh, emit like a blockchain event. We would pick it up, and then we would add your parcel to a page on the kind of like the front the loading screen. And you can also, uh, when you charge it, you can also put like a, a title for your event. So if it's a if it's a one time thing, you could charge it for like you know forty eight hours, and then the event would end, and it would get taken off the front page. Um, if you wanted something longer, we could we'll, we'll have to think about how long we want them to be. Um, it could be something that lasts forever. That's I, we we kind of need to go over that detail. But in general, it's still, it would be basically a way to kind of advertise your portal, uh, your your parcel on the front page of the the Gachiverse. Oh, that's very cool. Because I know uh, Jesse uh, was just touching on the event part of that, where you'd be able to plan an event, you know, and have this uh, this installation or NFT on your parcel. And then that would allow you to, uh, like you said, charge it up. I did not know you'd charge it up. That's awesome. Um, and then, and then that would determine the amount of time, I guess, that it was that would be up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, trying that out. So yeah, we won't have that live for this event, but we can do something similar, just without the NFT. We can just link it directly yeah. to your guys's parcels. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, let's uh, let's try it out. It's awesome. Um, so uh, for today, uh, we we don't have a whole lot of new business. We have some just old business. We gotta just make sure we are on the same page. On uh, we had a proposal, a couple proposals, I guess that have gone through. So we can talk about those. We, there's a bunch that have closed now. And then uh, is T-Bird is T-Bird in the room? Let's see. Uh, but if T-Bird is in the room, I've invited him to come up and speak about his uh, his boat project. He's I think he's ordered some new decals for it, like some Avogachi. Or I don't think he's ordered them yet. He's maybe in the process of that. But we can, you know, talk to him about what he's doing, and uh, he has a, a somewhat of a vision for how he wants to. Uh, create some content around this so i'm curious to to hear more about that uh, if he if he shows up here today we'll 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 get him up here we also have uh john gachi in the room um no pressure to you know come up on stage but if you'd like to come up and uh talk about your um your education uh, avagachi education course slash program that you're working on uh, you're welcome to come up and uh, also, you know, let people know what you're working on. And uh, if the DAO can help you out in any way, that, then uh, please, uh, you know, come up and, and talk to us. But uh, so aside from that, uh, let's go to the Miro board. Uh, throw the, I'll throw the link. There's a link down here for you guys. Oh, yeah. Hardcore's on it. Uh, okay. No future... If the DAO puts out a SIG prop. 
<laughs> oh man, that would be an interesting proposal. You cut out there for a bit, Dan. I was just saying, if it's it's a bit out of the scope of the Avagachi protocol, but uh, but we would we we could think about it for sure. <laughs> I think he's got he's got all the recording somewhere. I mean, imagine releasing the tracks as NFTs. I think that would be kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, music NFTs. <laughs> If you guys need to raise more funds for Pixelcraft, that's one way to do it. You can release your <laughs> <laughs> gotcha NFTs with the original tracks. Yeah. Um, we got John Gachi has his hand up uh, if he wants to come up and talk mm. for a little bit about his uh, about what he's doing. Uh, I think it's pretty mm. interesting. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Good How morning. are you tonight? Oh, good morning for for certain. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah you're, uh, you're in a different part of the world, right? Um, you're uh, in in Europe, I think. Actually, no. Actually, I'm in Seoul, but yeah, I'm French, so I'm uh, I'm here since uh, not long ago. But ah. yeah, it's like uh, one. Yeah, it's like uh, eleven p.m. here. So okay. that that's perfect, actually. And okay. uh, yeah. For, for those who don't know me, uh, I'm actually working. Uh, of a, on a kind of a school, like a, a web-free school that could like let um, non-web-free uh, non, uh, people uh, to come and learn uh, about like main protocols, how to use uh, them, uh, what, they, what they really can understand and make it uh, really user-friendly. That's really the mission. Oh, oh. Uh, I've oh, been in. Sorry, you just cut out for a sec there. Oh, since when I stopped? You're talking so, about Web3 School that had a, a like a great user interface. Yeah, yeah. The that's the point. It's like to bring like um, non-Web3 people uh, to learn and know about like main protocols, uh, how fun is it is to use uh, Web3. And um, and uh, actually, this is the, the main uh, project. And uh, after, I would like to make a kind of like cool feature, like funny feature with Avegoshi. Like um, for the developer, if you if you know OpenZeppelin and Ethernet, it's like it's like a kind of the same. So you will have uh, to instantiate like uh, levels and uh, finish the level. And uh, I was thinking uh, while, that, while I'm working on the designing the level right now, uh, I was thinking like on making like a, so re, on making a reward. So like, like imagine the people, they, they complete the, the quest. Uh, if they could like, if they, want, if they would need to claim the reward, they would need to um, go to the Gochiverse and make like an interaction, whatever it is, but uh, could link the yeah the school and also also the the Ave Gochi metaverse. 
Oh, that's very cool. Um, so primarily, I guess it's a Web three school. It's gonna. Mm -hmm. I know you're showing us some of the uh, the features. Uh, you know, I think one of them was like this ability to use the how to use an AMM was, for example, one of mm -hmm. your lessons for the school. So it'd be yeah, kind of cool to integrate that into you know into the Gachiverse somehow and have some extra missions mm -hmm. or quests like Avagachi related quests. Um, exactly. Yeah. Since uh, Avagachi, the there's like almost all the um, the concept we can find in Web three. Like they are all um, like NFTs uh, and uh, and so on. So. I think there is a lot of like a uh, concept to think about, and also I would like, really wish to maybe uh, connect uh, more people uh, using yeah, the Avegotis. So let's say that there would be like the the free to use a school like a quest, but also special content for those owning the Avegotis. So I know that uh, the bots. They are the nightmare, like uh, in uh, Web three or games. So that could uh, that could like uh, maybe make a, a stop to them, like uh, adding features with like uh, Avegotis, since there is only twenty five thousand. Oh, so um, I, in a way, like uh, how, like what's your idea behind how that would work, like? Uh... You say there's 25,000 Avagachis, right? And you have the Web3 school. So would the idea be that someone would have to go through the Web3 kind of school or like a program and then <laughs> use some of the Avagach do some of the Avagachi quests within the program? And that yeah. would be, you know, it's that like a proof be... of existence or verification. Right, exactly. Like there is, the, there's going to be like the, the part of the school that is open for everyone. But maybe also special features for those owning Avegoshi, like side quests, or or even like uh, even if uh, a person don't have an Avegoshi, he can still borrow one. So it could like uh, let the people be more inter interacting with each other. But yeah, I'm still thinking about some concept. Like I'm really focused right now on on designing the quests and like uh, unit testing them. Uh, but once uh, I plan to make like uh, just ten or eleven quests, and uh, once I will have everything, uh, we'll be able to release a prototype. So after that, uh, we think like more deeper about how to. Uh, Make the people uh, more connected with their avigoshes. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, like with your background, are you uh, primarily like a developer, Solidity developer? Did you learn uh, programming just on your own? Like, oh uh, yeah, actually, uh, before I was like working the construction as a flooring install, but I started like coding at two and a half year. Maybe maybe almost three years uh, when I discovered the blockchain technology and, and what was the the Bitcoin all about. So uh, I got really hyped and uh, yeah, I've made a, a formation, a six months uh, solidity formation. 
where uh, we used to learn like uh, from scratch uh, JavaScript, how to make a and build a website with React. And also they were uh, solid, solid easy part. So right now I'm still learning and uh, making like this idea, this project live make me more, uh, more uh, uh, learn about uh, the solidity of the code. That forced also myself to think uh, how to implement or we can uh, or we can find in the web three. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, so at this point, in, you know, at this point in the development of your program, is there anything uh, we could help you with? Um, like, do you need people to test anything out right now? Uh, like, we do have the Avagaji testers that could, you know provide some feedback if you, if you need that at this stage you know um i think that's something yeah. definitely people could help you with yeah feedback will be uh, very uh, important and also uh, if you have like some ideas of uh, like quests or content to to make people learn like non uh, really non web3 people to learn from scratch would be awesome okay, but perfect. again once I will have the prototype ready uh, to deploy, uh, I will really, really uh, take my time to think uh, about how I can uh, make people join and uh, contribute to the project. That's awesome. Um, so what do people need to do if they want to uh, test out your, I see you put a link down in the, in the chat. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Actually, yeah, they just need a, a MetaMask or, or a frame, frame wallet, which I use. And, uh, and everything would be like uh, uh, enough. After, if they need the uh, Matics, uh, I gave a, a link in the, the website. So uh, since it, it, it has to be user-friendly, I really want to let the people uh, find themselves. And uh, if it's complicated, if one thing is uh, complicated or can be more um, user-friendly, I will be happy to know about it. Yeah, perfect. I think people can uh, definitely help you out with that. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, hit up John Gachi if you uh, have some ideas or you're interested in uh, trying to test out some features and provide feedback. Um, yeah, I appreciate you coming up here and sharing that with us. That's awesome. Have a great yeah. uh, uh, community. Yeah, I really do my best to uh, release uh, this qu the, the quickest I can. But yeah, many, many ideas to implement. Thanks for letting me speak about the, about my project. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course. Oh, um, there is a comment of Flame could use a tutorial video on the website. So far, I see it's just test networks to check out how decks work. Um, yeah, actually, um, Actually, yes, I, w I was planning also to add like um, uh, just uh, a written content 
to develop more about uh, the the levels as a, the people will have to complete. Um, but yeah, like uh, like uh, maybe include a, yeah quick tutorial video in, in other website. Yeah, that would be good. Um, and you know, uh, I think you are part of GMI, so we can maybe definitely help you out with uh, creating some sort of a tutorial, helping you create a tutorial around that. Um, we're gonna have to get into some some other topics here, but yeah, thanks, yeah. super, uh, super nice. Thanks, John, for sharing that. Yeah, thanks. And, uh, yeah, look, look forward to the progress. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so we got our we got our proposal list here. We can go through the uh, proposals that I've recently closed out. Um, the I guess the first one there is the launch of uh, Rarity Farming Season Four. That one has now passed as a um, as a core prop. So um, I guess when when do we think we want to do Rarity Farming Season Four, and also. Uh, how how are we going to be funding it i guess because we're not uh um we're going to be um delaying the auction i believe right the third land auction so uh, maybe we can yeah. start off with that and then we can just rattle through the list and then um the the cartridge discussion it seems like we're coming to some consensus around how that's uh <clears throat> how that's going to be implemented and and the timelines and whatnot, but maybe we can do an overview of that as well. Right. So uh, rarity farming season four, so that did pass, and uh, I believe it stipulates that the there in the original proposal there was no mention of um, which pool the ghost would come from. We have the Dow Treasury, and then we have the uh, player rewards that were originally kind of earmarked for uh, the Gachi verse, but I think. Um, I think it makes more sense to just take it from that player rewards. And so that's what we will be doing since the DAO has voted to do rarity farming season four. So the, the uh, rewards will be coming from the ghost player rewards pool. And I would, I would anticipate we should be able to get that done uh, in this month in, in July. There's no real blockers to it. We just need to, First of all, we need to get the season three badges deployed, and then uh, design the season four badges. That's that. Those are the main two blockers. So I, I don't think that will take up too much bandwidth. Just uh, so a little bit of design work. So, In terms of order, are we thinking um, like rarity farming season after uh, these harvesters go live, or maybe before harvesters go live? Probably after. We're we're just very. Yeah, everyone's so focused on getting that done. Yeah, so I feel um, like uh, that yeah. that's that's great. Yeah. So uh, the next one, um, D DYST voting power. I think we are we're going to be moving on that um, to do whatever it is we need to do for that. I think we need to just uh, we're probably going to transfer. We we got like, this token from dystopia so we will probably transfer that to uh right now it's in a multi-sig so it's a bit annoying to use so we'll probably transfer it to um one of our one of our team and they will do whatever we need to do for that next week uh, harvester res harvester recipes 
uh, I believe we have already made all the changes to the recipe book uh, internally. Just need to update them in the external recipe book. The Avogachi, uh token swap. We will be doing that next week. It's kind of been it's been a bit hectic uh, with the July Fourth weekend, um, and also just time zones. It's sometimes it's difficult to uh, to get a multi sig transaction done. So we'll be doing that next week. And then delay the third land auction. Went through channeling hot zone. You guys had a. A little taste of what that would be like yesterday. Hope everyone enjoyed that. Oh yeah, that was that was pretty awesome actually. I thought that was a great feature, and uh, even in terms of uh, you know we talk about interacting with guilds and you know interacting with your uh, your guildies or scholars. I feel like it, it creates this interesting dynamic where you have uh, uh, you can coordinate a little bit better because you know the alchemica is going to be dropping a little closer close to your channeling so you could have multiple channelings happening you know in a, in a very local area and have a nice kind of like mini play drop generated it's kind of cool mm. yeah i think there's been a good sentiment around the uh around the hot zones oh cool. yeah as and, far as uh cartridges i i did want to bring up there's been a little bit of discussion about the there's like a couple different uh, identity, like proof of identity solutions. And um, I don't know if Zombo Breaker, if you're free to talk, but I would love to hear um, uh, more about the Governor DAO and basically what they could provide. I think that's the main one that people seem to be talking about. I'm just, uh, my main worry is that we have to like, people need to buy like a token and invest in some other protocol that's going to. You know, that's like I need to learn a little bit more about it. Is this the proof of existence? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a non KYC, KYC basically. Like you don't actually have to. You you prove you're a human without having to do like up like upload your passport and stuff. Uh, we got What's going uh, on, guys? Jay Greenwood. You're also with Governor Dow. Yeah, I'm one of the managing partners uh, and developers over at Governor Dow. What's going on? Well, yeah, I've seen you guys, um, and I looked at your site a little bit, uh, but I would definitely love to hear you know, from from your community members that have used it. Like, what would this do for the Gachi birds? For sure, for sure. So full disclosure, uh, you know, I was kind of alerted about this in the past 24 hours, so, uh, you know going to be kind of brief here but uh, really what our uh, I'll tell you what we do and you know you, you can kind of uh, glean it from there um, so Governor Dow is a uh, governance as a service framework um, we have uh, a civil resistant um, attack vector surface called proof of existence it's uh, anonymous um, proof of ex uh, proof of uniqueness right so um, you have a biometric uh, voice face hash um, that's served locally and then um, stored uh, in a credentialing software. Uh, nobody knows who's who. There's no um, actual data stored, so no, um, you know, voice face markers of any kind besides fingerprinting. So nothing that can be reverse uh, reverse used in any way. No data dumps. Um, 
this is uh, you know completely anonymous, like I said. So we, I have no clue who's registered. I know how many people or how many wallets are registered. Nothing beyond that. Um, for with a single line of code, we can permission any Web three front end, any contract, uh, JavaScript, MySQL, OpenDB, uh, quite a few other implementations as well. Um, with uh, like I said, single line of code of permissioning, you know, just literally ERC twenty balance of equals greater than one or greater than or equal. Um, really simple, very frictionless. Um, I know that one of your concerns was you know cost to users. Uh, the current modeling for PoE token on all networks is free. Um, that will change. Uh, you know, straightforward. That will change just because of the the powerful uh, nature of it. Um, you're looking at something that will probably ramp up to like twenty bucks for all networks eventually. So, uh, you know, very, very low overhead there. Um, also, too, there's, you know, group rates and everything else for that stuff. But in the foreseeable future right now, it's it's still free. So um, it's been around for a couple of years. This is tried and true tech. You know, we're currently uh, working with some pretty big brands in order to implement. So um, definitely, you know, something that I think, based on my preliminary understanding of what you guys are doing here, would make sense. I'd have to look into it a bit more. That's why I was kind of listening in. I just perked up when I heard our name. So, uh, otherwise, though, it looks like this would be, you know, uh, a pretty good implementation for our tech. And uh, you know, the best place to kind of read more, get some more information, uh, if you go to docs, D-O-C-S, .governordow.org, um, that gives a pretty good rundown on everything, uh, including our proof of existence. Um, we also have like a proof of existence one pager at uh, proofofexistence.xyz. So uh, if anyone has any questions or anything like that, feel free to reach out to me. More than happy to uh, field them all. So. Cool. Uh, after listening to that, does anyone have any questions? Feel free to come up or raise your hand. For sure. So, so. Um, when someone wants to get verified, they uh, up they like do a, a biometric verification. Is it a, is it a mobile app or what is it? That we're no, no, it's just it? HTML frictionless. So it's it, any browser, any browser, any iframe, any overlay. So there's no uh, we don't need any specific software hardware. Um, so to answer your direct question though, so like right now. If you wanted to go like, to a central endpoint, you can go to passport.governordow.org or um, only one me.governordow.org, two separate uh, interfaces for slightly different implementations. Same product, though. Um, the user goes there, logs in via Web3. From there, um, gives Cam mic access, takes three short clips, about five seconds long, um, give, you know, centers face, says the best things in life will always be free, which is a uh, phonetic statement that has uh, like 140 points of intonation in it. Uh, gives us a good fingerprinting analysis off of that. Um, those three are averaged into a biometric hash locally uh, using Java, and that pushes out and is stored in a, uh, um, a server environment where we can call upon it later. Um, so really, you know, like one minute to get that whole process done if you're slow. And uh, from there, it auto-mints, or you can self-mint a PoE token, which... Um, you know, is currently on mainnet, Polygon, Kava. Uh, really, we have support for all EVM networks. We just kind of chase down grants as we deploy out for usability purposes. But, um, you know, very, very uh, robust, very flexible, can be used pretty much in any situation. So, so they basically, um, you get the human saying this phrase, is it possible for them to change their intonation and, and like, 
re-verify no. with another address? No. Because, first of all, I mean, if they change their intonation, their face is still the same. Secondly, if they were going to use a face that's not, you know, um, the, the, the software is extremely robust. This is used by banking apps to, uh, you know, verify users on the fly as well, both in call centers via voice, as well as in actual apps for major banking firms around the world in order to verify uh, an app for, you know, triggers for specific reasons, usually for, you know, balances over, or transfers over like 20,000, stuff like that here in the U.S. So, uh it's very, very hard to fool. No, deepfakes are not currently an issue because deepfakes, among other things like that, although to a user's eyes, they appear to be extremely realistic. Um, same like if you were to reverse engineer like Dolly or any of the current uh, you know, AI softwares for a photo image generation. These look great to us. These are not plausible to an AI or computer, though, for you know, literally, the, like on the on the surface, uh, an Elon Musk deepfake looks to to us to be unique or to be uh, you know acceptable. It's like twelve percent uh, similar. So um, that's just face. Voice is near impossible to uh, replicate. So uh, that's as far as replicating someone else's. As far as throwing a a random in there, right? So let's hypothetically say that you could throw a random, right? Couldn't be a recording because it would realize it's digitized. So you actually pretty much have to say it. Good luck saying that the same way again. So learn speech where you actually have a pattern that you've learned throughout your life, regardless of where you move to, regardless of, you know, your accent changes, whatever. Intonation and voice points stay the same generally throughout life and or slightly change. This software learns with you as you age and as your voice intonation changes slightly. It does not allow for, you know, crazy, ridiculous things such as, you know, trying to to spit off uh, the head, you know, kind of freestyle uh, a new voice persona. That would be very hard to do. And in the event that you were able to, you would still have to be able to verify with that later and be able to recall upon the exact same, uh, you know, voice intonation to replicate, which I would pretty much consider impossible at this point. So is there uh, theoretical vectors, perhaps, but you're talking about, you know, maybe one out of 10,000. Uh, so it only it's a one time process, right? You don't have to uh, verify multiple times like in different sessions. So, so there's there's two models. Uh, so for something like this, correct. Uh, for something like this, you would uh, you know do it once because really it, it all depends on what type of civil resistance you're looking for, right? So if you have something that's more passive, where it's like okay to gain entry, we need to know that you're unique, that you're not um, you know civil attacking, that you're not already in the system, if you will. Um, you know you perform that operation I spoke of three short video clips, uh, average hash upload, you know POE token mint, right? Uh, access is granted. And then, uh, you know, you have a little bit more robust scenarios, like right now we're working with Unfederal Reserve for uh, a institutional uh, level, you know, like, it's called like anonymous DID, if you will. Uh, something like that would require verification, obviously, because the endpoint is, you know, much, much higher security needs. Millions are being transferred through um, institutional, you know, regulatory accounts that to be compliant. Therefore, you know, we actually have to verify as well. So that would just be a replication of the first process. Instead of three videos, it's only one, um, and it's extremely quick. So uh, for something like this, it sounds to me, based on all preliminaries and my 
basic understanding at the moment um, that, you know, he would just do the, the primary, have no need for the secondary. And, uh, you know, you could just patch people through that way. So literally for most projects, um, you know, we, we offer kind of two variants. You can either use our global POE. Uh, that gives people all the perks of all the other things that currently use our tech, uh, including airdrops, NFT mints, the list goes on and on, kind of VIP clubs. Um, as more and more projects uh, integrate with us, the second would be to white label your own, which I honestly see no value here. Um, you know, if you were to just kind of hook global POE, that's free to use. Um, hook it in yourself. If you hook it in yourself, that's free for you to use as you see fit. Um, like I said, down the line, there might be some uh, some cost for POE on a, on a token level, but very negligible. And um, for something like that, it would be uh, very, very low overhead to implement and to kind of keep up and running. So. Oh, and uh, one last question. Someone mentioned, um, what about non-English speakers? Is it okay uh, if they don't, they're not native speakers, but they have to say that phrase? Correct. Uh, so the, the phrase um, is because a lot of Latin languages are based on the same phonetics, right? So uh, Latin-based languages have like 36, uh, um, 32 or 36. I'll be honest, I'm not a voice uh, uh, linguist here. But uh, 32 to 36 intonation points are about the same through most like English or Latin sub-variants. So if you are, it, it would be like the equivalent of me learning Mandarin. If someone sounded it out for me or if someone could, if I could read what's there and spit it out, um, as long as I continue to kind of spit it out remotely the same way, right? So, I mean, if someone that didn't understand the language at all was like, oh, this says, you know, the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog instead of the best things in life will always be free. As long as they repeat that same phrase within reason, then, you know, we the data's there and life is great. So non-English speakers, no problem there. Um, you know, that's currently the case. Many non-English people use this. I mean, we're multinational, so um, definitely have non-English speakers currently using the software. Cool. Um, does anyone else have any other questions? Uh, very, very informative. Uh, we'll definitely do a deep, do a deep dive on this and uh, maybe work on a little proof of concept. Absolutely. So you know, we have. Uh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, someone in the chat was asking, uh, would the cost uh, when it comes be paid by the individual or by the protocol uh, using it? Oh, like I said, so um, primarily, so so the way, like I said, the way that it works right now, you go, you take those three videos, uh, you know, within, let's say, uh, an hour, um, making, you know, assuming that everyone's extremely slow, you will have a POE token minted in wallet, right? And that would be for gas only. Uh, we used to cover gas costs, but as it scales up, that's obviously not very feasible. Um, so like I said, right now it's free. As it does turn, you know, as we flip that theoretical switch to go to a costed model, there's kind of two options on that, right? Um, so once again, it depends on how you look at it. If your users are literally using this only for this, which could very well be the case, then maybe it would make sense to kind of, uh, you know, get some sort of group rate or, um, you know, group discount, if you will, or, you know, approach it as kind of Avogachi puts the bill, you know, through a governance, treasury, whatever. Uh, that's option one. Option two would be that people would self-mint once again, uh, perform the same operation as right now, only instead of paying just gas, you know, a few bucks, now they're paying... 20 bucks plus eight in gas. So, um, and once again, that would be all chains. So uh, we have a in-house uh, 
IP that's pretty powerful. It's a, a updatable Merkle tree dispenser. So that is able to self-mint and auto-mint on other networks and chains as needed. Uh, so you can trigger on one chain and it can mint for you on others. So, um, you know, that, like I said, that would be a single cost and that would carry over to all current supported chains and all supported chains in the future within reason, assuming that, you know, another Ethereum gas price, you know, or Arbitrum gas price level uh, chain doesn't drop, you know, because we're not obviously going to foot the bill on that. So I, I know that's kind of a roundabout answer. Uh, you know, we, we had kind of planned on turning the switch on a while ago and, you know, through market changes and changes in our scope, vision, implementations, et cetera, as the years have gone on, we've just kept it free. So a lot of thoughts have gone into it. I don't want to kind of give you a, a fluff answer, but really it comes down to what the, whatever the, you guys see fit. Yeah, I have a question. So that the uh, self-updating Merkle sounds really interesting. That's actually something I've been uh, like researching. Do you by chance have the like the? Do you guys have that open source anywhere? I'd love to see it because uh, it's a really really cool. So so the on that Merkle, um, the hash that is generated by the user is then being added to the Merkle, and uh, and basically you can't reuse that one. Is that is that how it's working? Um, so, right, I'll, I'll be honest, all, mo the majority of our stuff is, uh, open source. This is not at the moment, nothing exists like it currently, right. As you probably yeah, have realized. So, um, I can, uh, if you want to DM me, I, I can kind of share some details with you to answer your question though. Um, it works similar to that. So instead of going direct hash of, okay, this is the person's hash, because then you'd be technically transmuting that on chain somewhere, even if it's kind of secret, it's, it's hashed again on chain. Right. So, um, mm -hmm. We actually hash a, uh, let's call it a, similar to like an MD5 hash. So at any given time, it's like, okay, there's 10 users. This is what the hash is at this time. It represents not only the number 10, but also the users contained therein. That's the, the variable that's going into the Merkle tree. And that updates over time. We can roll back, roll forward in that case. Um, we can kind of isolate based on that. And also, because cross-chain isn't always same hash type, you know, it's not always KEKAC 256, for instance, we can, um, you know, integrate that or change that on the fly. Absolutely. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I didn't hear much of that. It was really, really, uh, that, that just that last sentence you said was kind of all messed up, but garbled on my end. But, um, I, I think you said just thank you for sharing. I think so. Awesome. I appreciate it. Like I said, anyone has any questions, you need anything, feel free to reach out to me on here. Um, same, uh, just jgreenwood, would, minus the .eth on Telegram, um, jgreenwood.eth on Twitter. Feel free to reach out. More than happy to answer any questions. Yeah, thank you for that. That was uh, very informative. Anytime, gentlemen. Yeah, just a real quick about that solution. Uh, this, this would not work for uh, a, a human who then goes on, they verify, and then they go on to run like a local um, clicker man or some, some sort of bot locally. This would still not fix that solution, um, but it would likely it work if much passive better. Or active. Well, they, so, they've already verified, so they're, they're a human. Well, so you're they, assuming that they're, they're passive. Because if they're passive only and it's only that initial sign up, then yes, yeah. theoretically, I could have, you know, like I, I'm single at the moment, but hypothetically, I say, okay, 
hypothetical girlfriend in the future you sign up on this account i sign up on this account now i go mint two vip nfts she knows nothing about web 3 all she did was appear in front of a camera use her voice and face for a total of you know 20 seconds or less um that's where that kind of second level comes in so once again when you when you're looking at civil resistance as a whole which i mean i'm going to be honest it's pretty much my my mainstay in this area i've done this for 10 years professionally uh governance and civil resistance is my thing um civil resistance looked at under a scope it's it's not obviously just like all their solutions. Yes, let's solve 100. percent But really, at the end of the day, it's how do we minimize it to the minimal, right? Because there's always vectors and ways around these things to some to some level. So really, it's like okay, what type of friction versus user experience do we want? Do we want less friction where it's that you know upfront and then it's more passive after that? Or like you had just said, if you want to really mitigate uh, IRL bots in real time, then if you pop verification either at random. Or you know, uh, at uh, a you know specific interval, or you know on on request, whatever it may be. Obviously, they wouldn't be able to pass that verification. So um, you know, if you're looking to kind of anti-bot to the fullest, that would be the way to go. There's other measures to use as well to. Uh, anti-bot things you could throw rngs in there you could throw you know captcha like verification systems that are on-chain specific i mean there's a couple methodologies that could be used there as well so you know you could kind of pair this up with a more passive verification if you will so that there wasn't as much friction to you know perform a simple transaction translation on the on the network you know you don't want to kind of make it super ridiculous but i mean you could if you did verification i would be willing to say that 99.9% of bot attacks, unless there's something novel out there, making up that 0.1% that I'm unaware of, would be taken care of immediately. We've never once had a bot attack of any kind on any uh, POE-authenticated um, endpoint. So, you know, we have human chat, for instance, Telegram, Discord, that's POE verified. It's never even had a single spam message in two years. You know, because, I mean, people know, okay, if I spam something, I'm gone forever, globally, right? It's not oh, you know, John Green would made a decision to ban this person. It's that that's the hard rules. If you're banned, you can't beat it, right? So, I mean, there's a lot of different implementations and use cases for POE. Civil resistance was the core of it, and it kind of all spins off of that. But, um, yeah, given that scenario, it's really dependent on what uh, level do you want to crank it up to, if that makes sense. All right. Yeah, very cool. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll definitely look into getting a proof of concept on it. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. So, yeah, so we don't need to discuss too much about the console, I think, at this point. I, I think uh, we'll let it sit for a couple more weeks here while we while we uh, look into this and also just think a bit about, um, you know, the, the general implications of the model. Unless you guys have some uh, top, like, ideas about the cartridge you'd like to go over. Uh, I, not specifically uh, additional ideas, because the ideas, I think, are pretty... Uh well fleshed out uh my question is in regards to uh if i guess the dow did vote to turn the uh keep the spillover off you know in the meantime while we're working on a solution and let let us launch the harvesters and the reservoirs um some of that spillover then is gonna have to get uh accounted for i was wondering kind of what your ideas might be behind uh where this spillover might be collected and then also how we might distribute that at a later date or are we not or is that spillover not going to get accounted for uh if we decide to you know turn the harvesters on reservoirs on without the spillover 
Uh, it's definitely accounted for. We are keeping track of all the events on chain. It would just be a question of when do we want to deploy it. So, for example, if we have like a a big event with um, that we're trying to attract a lot of new players or like get them to understand the Gachiverse, it might be a good time to use some of that uh, extra like spillover that we've accumulated. But yeah, it's uh it's an open question at this point. What if spillover doesn't get turned on in time for the uh, harvester reservoir, uh, we will be keeping a tab on it, basically, that could be used uh, in the future. Cool. Yeah, I like the idea of event-based. And, you know, if anybody, I guess, has ideas around that, definitely uh, throw them out there. We can talk about it for, um, like, subsequent meetings. Uh, so that that's good. That's good. That'll be accounted for. That's the beauty of, I guess, everything being on chain. Oh, I like, uh, I guess, hardcore is a comment that there. Uh, what if Jared updates the tower defense game and we run a contest? Uh, yeah, test the governor, allow rentals and make the prize good enough that a botter might try to exploit it. Yeah, I, you know, actually, in addition to hardcore's point, that is something that the ATF has been talking about. And um, actually, that's another proposal we should probably, I should talk to them about and see if they want to get an official proposal out again because uh, the last time it was unsuccessful. But that is one of the things that they would like to work on is improving the security of the current mini games so we can actually have uh, some fun competitions around it and uh, have some guarded leaderboards. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, if you... Uh, ETF member, uh, we can talk about getting a proposal together for uh, for the DAO. Yeah, did anyone from ATF uh, ever like resubmit it? Um, it, I mean, it it would be appreciated if you if you could. It's basically going to pass, but it's just kind of protocol. We we prefer it to uh, get quorum before like bumping it up to core prop. Not that I, I, don't, I don't. I think it, I think it will get quorum. It's just the vault didn't vote on it that week yeah yeah and that's understandable uh just copy paste uh like there wasn't anything Literally. stood out there that okay yeah. all right perfect. Just, just duplicate it and put it back up there's like a a duplicate button on snapshot super easy okay perfect yeah um if there is atf member i am an atf member as well but if there's someone in the chat right now that can uh repost the proposal that'd be great uh otherwise we'll We'll get that up uh, as as soon as we can there. Um, that so that's what I had to say with that. The the hot zone we already talked about that. That was a success. I think the sentiment around that was pretty great. Um, another thing that we briefly had gone over a couple weeks ago, but just something we should maybe just confirm consensus on is uh, the channeling equaling to petting. Uh, I think is a great idea. But I just want to throw out if anybody is against that. I don't know why anybody would be against it. But uh, if there's any opposing uh, points against why we shouldn't have uh, channeling equal to a pet, I think it's a great idea. Uh, so, yeah, um, I guess maybe one question for you, Coder Dan, is if we were to implement this, would one gachi channeling at an altar be one pet for that gachi? 
or would that you know account for like a pet all kind of thing where you just channel one and pet your whole crew how do you it, think that one, should be implemented? one it's one yeah. by one one by one uh the i believe so the code for that we already ran the upgrade on um ethereum mainnet and as of a couple days ago i think we've actually started uh running that on in the actual realm diamond as well so i think it's live because we did mention we were going to do it so i believe it is already live i haven't uh tested yet recently but should be working anyone wants to give a channel and have a check yeah that's awesome yeah, I, I wouldn't see any opposition to that. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. So, yeah. And you can still pet as normal if you want. We're just kind of uh, reducing the Matic polygon burden so we don't have to do two transactions that are both kind of uh, not really value creating in a way. They're kind of just like they're not spam, but they're they're like close to it on the polygon network. So might as well roll them into two, uh, roll two into one. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense to me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, okay. So that's that's interesting. That's uh, you know, let's say like, uh, I might not need a petting bot then anymore because I'm gonna I do my channelings every day, so yeah. gonna be getting those gachis pet. Back to the hand petting, organic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Vanilla Vanilla Delphi is asking, will auto channeling ever be a thing like auto petting? Um, the difference between that is that we did take a, a harder stance in the gachi verse and on preventing um, kind of uh, automation. And so there is a there's like a signature that comes from our back end when you try to uh, when you try to channel. So if you just ran your smart contract script to to try and channel, it'll give you an error that says uh, signature incorrect. To get that signature, you actually have to have your gachi in the gachi verse, uh, and that signature is unique for every single time. So you can't you can't uh, go in and and get the metadata and like copy and paste it into your script. Uh, it 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 increments every time. So your gachi needs to actually be in the gachi verse. Um, that that's one one of the checks we have in our in our backend script. It checks if the gachi is in the gachi verse. So I mean, theoretically, you could run a VPS, like a virtual private server, to get your Gachi in the Gachi verse, and then run a script to get that uh, to get the signature. But at that point, you might as well just go up to your altar and channel. So it's not it's not a huge advantage. Okay, right on. Um... Auto channeling, auto emptying leads to fully botted P two W background playground. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so moving on to I guess the next thing. Uh, is there anything we're doing about uh, friends glitter? You know, there's been an ongoing conversation around. You know, what is the future outlook of friends? Do we feel like you know friends are something we want to keep around? Uh, do we see the utility of tickets moving to glitter? Um, that's something I think would be worth uh, at least discussing a little bit um, and get get something some conversation going on around that because it's been a 
I guess it's been an ongoing conversation, but uh, what do people think about uh, friends in general moving forward? Do they do you see friends being a big part of the Gachiverse? Or do you see Glitter, you know, pink playing a bigger role and tickets, you know, maybe being associated with Glitter? Uh, how do people feel about that? Yeah, I know uh, there was a proposal made. It did not... Oh, it did reach quorum, but it was literally 50-50, like 51 to 50, 49%. So no, uh, no action was taken on that. Very interesting to see that. <laughs> That's rare for proposal. It usually goes one that way or the other. So it sounds yeah. like it would be a very good conversation to have if if this we're split down the middle. Uh, like, uh, what are points for and what are points against? Uh, why should we, you know, why should we sunset friends, or uh, alternatively, why should we keep friends? Yeah, I'm kind the, of on uh, the glitter camp. I'm personally in the glitter camp. Personally, I think glitter is going to play a great role. There's a great incentive to to stake uh, your glitter. Uh, and there's a large amount of glitter out there, so maybe uh, might be a great opportunity to buy. Like use, maybe it's the first opportunity to really use glitter as a currency to buy something in the game, uh, like minting tickets, I guess. Yeah, what I like about glitter is that it will definitely take off the pressure that there is right now for always always having to have this raffle because. Uh, Everyone knows that, like, basically we have to do this the, a raffle every few months. Otherwise, we're going to have huge amounts of friends, and uh, there is there is a certain expectation that there will eventually be a raffle. So the raffles could become things that we actually really want to do instead of kind of feeling like like we have to do it. Which I would, I would be excited about that. The uh, one thing I would be worried about is that. There could so there's like a different a couple different value propositions for glitter that we're kind of all cramming into one token. We so we'd have raffles, we would have blocks on Polygon. We might potentially also have, um, for example, using glitter to purchase potions or something in the Gachiverse. So there's like a, a couple different use cases that we would need to try and balance with the, the price of glitter like the raffle kind of what it, the raffle hasn't uh, it's a uh, its value comes from the expectation that you'll be able to get some sort of nft in the future so that's what the value of a raffle ticket is and the polygon uh block in terms of upgrading your installations is the kind of there's like this time return you're you're saving time it's hard to kind of put a price tag on that especially for maybe installations that aren't as much yield oriented like a get like a gachi lodge so there would be another competing kind of valuation for glitter based on that and then any other use cases that we come up for so i think it would uh, it would be a a bit difficult for the market to kind of figure out what the price of glitter glitter should be, which is, I mean, that's interesting. It, it's a, uh, it, it would be, it'd be kind of fun to watch that, but it would, there were, there's a couple different um, use cases that we would need to balance. So for example, 
if the value of one glitter got very high, higher than a fixed price that we put for converting into a ticket, for example, if we, if we said one common ticket equals 100 glitter, currently one common ticket is going for what, like, like 0 0.01 ghost or something? So if the value of glitter dramatically exceeded that, we would then either we we would either let it go. We could say, okay, we're this is this is the price of commons. It's just accept it, or we would uh, we would kind of lower the price of the common ticket, which I th I think solution one would probably be better. But what we would see is just fewer common tickets being minted and fewer common tickets being entered into the raffle, which is probably okay as well this is this is something i was thinking about in terms of you know using glitter is uh how would that affect the probabilities of the raffle currently because it seems like you know when you first joined raffle one two three four you had great odds with a lower amount of uh, capital being staked a lower amount of tickets but as time went on it seemed like you need kind of more and more tickets to actually keep those same odds um, but now moving to glitter, like you said, it's kind of correlated to the price of glitter and the price of tickets. So how do you think, um, I guess the odds would, would the odds, do you think very wildly from one raffle to the next based on, Oh, I think we, I think we might've lost Dan there. Um, I'll stand by, I'll hang out up here. Uh, I'm sure we'll get him back, but, uh, let's take a look at the chat here. Got no future in. Got Dan back. Oh, we're, guys, doing, we're doing great. Or just uh, closed for like two seconds. And can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so a raffle has this expected value, EV. When we hold a raffle, the market is kind of trying to price the value of all those items in the raffle. That's the EV. And so what you usually see happening is the amount of tickets entered usually ends up reaching, uh, maybe even exceeding the EV of that raffle. And the total value in ghost of those tickets entered usually ends up being the EV of that raffle. So what you would see is, the, I mean, the EV of the raffle is not going to change the expected value of these items. That's not going to change. What's going to change is how much a ticket costs which would then lead, if, if the ticket is, is cheaper than it is currently, um, you'd see more tickets entered. And if, you, if the tickets priced in glitter become very expensive, you would just see fewer tickets being minted. But the amount of glitter being spent would still be the same. Because that's the actual EV. Uh, I see what you're saying. is people's Essentially, people's expectations for what those items are worth it that's kind of correlated to the price of the ticket or how many tickets get entered in based on the price kind of thing so people yeah, are basically thinking, it, it it reminds me of kind of how no future approaches these raffles too he looks at the price of the item and then figures out okay mm -hmm. how many tickets do i need based on what price the tickets are because if the item's worth 200 ghost you're not going to spend 400 ghosts worth in tickets. I mean, you might, but the majority of people wouldn't do that. Yeah. 
So that's why, uh, responding here to Mikey J, I don't think we actually need dynamically priced tickets because the market will dynamically enter the amount of tickets it deems to be worth entering. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and we all, you know, we all do that calculation before the raffle. We, we, there's literally a tool built for that. You know, we'll go to Fireball GG, or uh, I don't know if there's other two. Uh, there might be other tools. You go there, you calculate what your odds are, and then you figure out how many tickets you want to enter in, um, whether you stake them or you go to the bazaar and buy them. Yeah. So I think the raffle side would be okay. So we would need to then think, okay, how about the polygon block side? If we also add in a raffle, what happens if the EV of the raffle is very high? Um, well, basically what, what the other worry would be that the, that the price of glitter would be so high that people would stop using it for they're upgrading they would or they would just get a maker instead there would be like there's just going to be this balancing act between the maker investment yeah and on and the amount of glitter people want to spend on upgrading so that will probably oh. also kind of figure itself out it might be a little bit messy though but it should also figure itself out interesting um yeah like with mikey j's point i think is kind of what you're reiterating is the glitter is set as a ceiling price sort of set by makers uh never really thought of that before but that's that ties in with their model too i think that was one of the big considerations when they were designing that yeah it's i wouldn't say it's like i don't know if the ceiling price is set because a maker just allows you to do upgrades uh, at the same time it doesn't mean that you're going to finish your upgrade in, in one minute. That's what you use glitter for. So I think glitter is probably, so like if you, you can play the game without a maker and it, you're, you're in like the slow mode, you add a maker. Okay. You're kind of, you're in the fast lane and then you, you throw in some glitter and you're just like, you're blazing. You're super fast. So it's it depends on like how speed intense your build is. I guess that ties in with the strategy too, right? Based on those different archetypes, how people want to approach uh, building out their harvesters and the upgrades levels, upgrade levels. Um, so yeah, going back to glitter, I guess you know glitter being used for tickets. Uh, you know, and in terms of raffles, actually, it doesn't sound like a bad idea then. Um, and maybe and maybe that way we can sunset uh, the friends. Uh, do you think it would have any influence over the price of actual ghost? Because right now people are staking the ghost for friends, you know, and then they're selling their tickets on the bazaar in ghost to generate a yield, ghost yield. Right. So... Yeah, that's another question to think about. It, currently, there might be some bigger holders who are comfy in, in staking ghosts, getting the tickets, and then waiting for the raffle. But they should also be fairly comfy staking uh, WAP Ghost, the, the new Ave version, and getting glitter. 
because they can pretty much do the same thing. They could they could theoretically just wait for the next raffle. Uh, they could also try selling their glitter on the open market, which there's not a big there's not a huge amount of liquidity for that right now. So I don't really think that would be very successful. But they they could try to do that if they wanted. So um, I have not spoken to any of the like the ghost whales, but if if anyone is uh, has has any opinions or would like to chime in on that, it would be interesting to hear what some of our larger uh, ghost holders would would think of this. I mean, we've obviously seen on the vault side, we have 6.7 million ghosts worth of voting split right down the middle. So that's that's pretty interesting. And then 384,000 ghosts for yes, 305,000 for no. Some of the bigger holders are kind of split as well. That might be based on their strategies too, because like you said, there's many different ways to do this. There's the the glitter staking versus friends, because um, you can generate yield with the glitter too. You just be selling the glitter token instead. Uh, yeah. Do you think that downward price pressure on the tokens like a bad thing, good thing? Like, is it irrelevant? Uh, how do you feel about? Uh, I guess if people are going to be farming the glitter token, um, just in terms of getting that APY, is that necessarily a bad thing? Uh, or do you see it as just, uh, uh, again, kind of like with the tickets, something that is not really going to uh, affect it, impact it too negatively? Um, well, it's always good to have less downward pressure, but it's at the end of the day, every, everything is connected. So the, the prices of Alchemica will the appetite that people have for staking which will then determine the amount of glitter going to those to that holder if everything is going down it uh there's like a flight from liquidity people don't want to be holding alchemica that's going down or glitter that's going down so it's going to lead to the the uh, liquidity pools getting smaller as things are going up, you'd probably you will you'll see more entrance, especially in the ghost glitter pool, um, because that's where the the big yield would be, or like the, the you'll see more participation in the liquidity pools. So if you have constant sell pressure and no one buying the token, it, then you're yeah, you're not going to have a lot of confidence in the tokens. But then uh, the Alchemica, I mean, sorry, the, the Glitter is, is meant to have a high utility in the game. Like, it seems like there's multiple categories of use cases. Uh, you know, it's not only going to be used as something to speed up your uh, build times, but you guys are also looking at it as a uh, potential kind of currency, you were saying. Um, you know, especially when the Lodge, for example, comes online, there may be... I know there's been discussion around spending inside of your lodge to decorate. Maybe glitter might be a currency or with some sort of a transport system. Um, like there's multiple use cases you briefly mentioned for yeah. glitter. So it could be, uh, it could be interesting because you guys almost have in a way a lever on the demand for glitter. You can introduce new reasons for people to spend it and increase the demand for it. Yeah, glitter is an important token in the entire economy because um, 
the, the it's a, it's the reward token for liquidity provision. So if the reward token for liquidity provision is strong, then it incentivizes people to provide liquidity, which is obviously is, it adds health to the protocol. They're they're going to be more willing to hold the tokens than like the different Alchemica. So there's an incentive to hold the tokens and match them with Ghost, which also reduces the amount of float in in the game. And so if there is rising demand for the token for the Alchemica because people want to craft stuff with them, then you'll you'll see this this nice uh, feedback loop. So if glitter is a if glitter is like very weak, it has no utility. Then it, it becomes there's not a strong reason for people to hold the Alchemica and LP with them rather than just you know crafting what they need and then and then not not holding them at all. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, we have we have a lot of uh, different like token usage is planned for all the different all the different tokens but yeah glitter is especially uh it's going to be an, an interesting token once the game really gets in the full swing where we have just things that you can you can buy potions you can like use them uh, actually as a, in any game currency rather than right now it's just for this one specific upgrading use case very interesting. Um, I think one question that's come up briefly a few times is, you know, people suggesting uh, Alchemica uh, in, in ways we would use a currency, but I know that's not really the intended purpose. How are you guys thinking of Alchemica as opposed to Glitter in a general sense in the game? Uh, you know, like, uh, what sorts of things are you thinking about uh, with uh, when it comes to Alchemica? I think it's more crafting-based, and then it seems like Glitter is more currency in-game currency kind of base yeah just um from the current architecture of the game it's the four alchemica are kind of in the gachi loot bag so you pick them up you're kind of using them you withdraw them uh, and then the glitter token is is something we'll be adding in a way to actually deposit it and it will be linked to your account not your gachi and it'll be kind of a global balance that you have between all of your gachis so if you that that makes it a little bit easier to have like one single currency for things like potions and uh, in-game in-game like purchases that don't really need to go through the blockchain. It'll be more like more like on Binance, like when you uh, you like switch between different margin or like various different accounts you have. Like we don't need to put every single purchase of every item on the blockchain. It becomes pretty overbearing at that point. So we'll likely, we'll likely have the uh, the glitter be able to deposit it in the game. And then for like very, very light purchases in the game, you'll just be able to spend your glitter right there. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. So, I mean, we wouldn't see, for example, people buying uh, decorations for land with glitter. Like that's not really intended use case that would be more like maybe perhaps what we see with the rugs where you're burning alchemica to yep. craft yeah yeah any crafting is going to be that's the domain of alchemica that's very useful to know you know as we keep moving forward with this conversation you know about how we want to deal with friends uh i guess the main the main focus should be around uh 
you know, glitter potentially replacing friends. Um, but Alchemica is is not really going to be related to, you know, tickets, for example. It's not going to, it's not really something that's its intended use cases for. The, um, the other question we would need to probably go over for the LP pairs, right now we have, uh, for glitter, we have all the different Alchemica LP pairs, and I think we have, uh, was it Matic as well? But we don't, I think we also have USDT or USDC. So we, I think we have the majority of them covered, but um, we would obviously be sunsetting all the friends rewards for, for those pairs. They would all be for glitter. So just something to, uh, that people should, should be aware of. I think that, I think they're, I'm, I'm going to have to check if there's any pairs that we don't have. I think we did ax one or two pairs for ghost glitter. Maybe East, East I think it was a uh, ghost weath. We axed that one. So yeah, right now we have ghost USDC, ghost matic, and ghost glitter, and WAF ghost. So we might we might need to add one or two two pairs if there's any legacy pairs that people really want. Well, between all the Alchemicas and uh, WAP Ghost and then uh, USDC, uh, we have a nice, I think we have a nice uh, selection uh, with the different uh, pairings. Um, Hot Curly Fry says, <clears throat> if the interaction wrapped and unwrapped the token for you, I think he's talking about WAP Ghost, he would be less against uh, sunsetting the friends. I guess that is in a kind of an extra step but is that something that could be implemented in our own ui to where we could uh you know wrap and unwrap in that same kind of staking ui for alchemica um yeah actually i think originally we did have a one transaction one uh but it was not very friendly to like i think it was um some of the guilds or the vault because it has to go through a router and uh, just it was some some smart contract stuff that we ultimately decided it was it was better to just give people the option to wrap and unwrap on the UI itself. So there is that option. It just if you can just you just go there and wrap the ghost and unwrap it right on the UI. So it's uh, with the with the approved transaction. I think it's like three transactions. You have to approve it, wrap it, and then well, you have to approve again to stake it, so maybe four total. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so just let me just read in the comments here, seeing if there's anything else here we can talk about with uh, in regards to the Friends Glitter. Um, did you say there was a proposal a while ago that actually passed on this? Oh, yeah, but it was 50-50. That's right. It was split down the middle. Um, <clears throat> so maybe we just need some more further discussion if you have uh, opinions on why we should keep friends because we've heard opinions on why we uh, should have glitter replace the, the whole ticket system but if you think there's a reason why we should keep friends going uh, definitely either post in the chat here or you can come up and uh, definitely express why you think we should be keeping friends but it seems like uh, I know it's 50-50 down the middle. Maybe there's some large whales that were using the the ticket strategy. But you can see even with the with the current ticket prices, um, it might be more beneficial to consider alternate it might be a good time to consider alternate strategy strategies. 
<clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't see. I don't see any other differing opinions. But yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have a forum post on this? Probably do. Right. If anyone wants to, it would be great to see what what the nay voters kind of their their points are. I think this is one. Um, did, I'm going to have to jump off here fairly soon, but I did want to raise the, unless there's any other big topics, we can kind of talk about uh, what Dr. Wagme wrote earlier. I see you nice, posted the nice thread. Uh, are you able to link the thread? I also see you posted up the the end tickets at next raffle. So that's the that's the forum post to continue that conversation. Yeah. And then yeah. for Dr. Wagme's post, is there a specific uh um form is it is it a forum post or um, uh this is he put it in the new ideation channel. Okay. Uh real quick, what do you guys think of all these different channels? Is it is it better? Is it worse? I feel like now we have the DAO discussion as the like the OG channel. Uh, not really sure what that like. Obviously, we want to we don't want to sunset it, but maybe it's more for discussion of the DAO as a in general as a you know actual DAO. What is a DAO or processes? And then uh, we have all these other channels that you guys have been requesting. But it, it does get, if we add too many channels, it's going to get very messy. And, and it's, I think it actually ends up hurting discussion because people don't want to click on like 80 different channels. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the DAO Meetings channel has been a great uh, channel for talking about the recent events and ongoing DAO discussion. But like you said, maybe more global DAO-related discussion could still be in the DAO, uh, like the original DAO discussion channel. Yeah, I think we'll have to figure it out over the next couple of weeks. Um, another good idea, if anyone wants to spearhead it, uh, I've been working on the uh, Gachiverse docs. They're coming along pretty nicely. We're going to hopefully uh, finish up like a first version of them next week. But it would also be interesting to have a Avagachi DAO docs. Like, of here's the here's the template for making a, a proposal. Like. Basically, taking some of our core ideas and actually putting them into some some documentation on Gitbook, I think that would probably help the onboarding a little bit. Well, um, yeah, I mean, hardcore myself, uh, Esmeralda. I think there's a few other people in this little group. Uh, we call ourselves the archivists. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, we, that's something maybe we could talk about. Uh, we don't actually have official meetings or anything, but we could. Uh, definitely talk about that and see if we can get some sort of a template document like that together. Uh, I know you guys had a great write-up you'd done way back uh, early Avagachi days where you had a mm -hmm. whole post on how to interact with the DAO, you know, how to interact with the DAO, how to vote on a proposal, how to create a proposal. Um, and so yeah, maybe yeah. I could yeah, bring that out and refresh it and put it in a better format. For everyone to see yeah i think we we have a, a gitbook account and i think we could 
just make a, a Avogadro DAO docs uh, as a as a separate Gitbook. We have like the um, docs.avogadro.com. We have a couple different Gitbooks that we use. So there's no reason we couldn't make an Avogadro DAO Gitbook. Uh, I don't know what link it would be for. Maybe we don't have avogadrodao.com. I need to buy it. If anyone has it, let me know. We could, then we could have docs.avogadrodao.com or, or uh, basically, basically we have an easy link that we could link to. It, it would go over all that very clearly. What is Avogadro DAO? How to vote? What do you get? What are the rewards for voting? Basically, it lays out everything that someone could easily view. Uh, that's a great idea. Um, if you guys want to host in the Gitbook or a Gitbook, uh, that would be great. Uh, alternatively, also, uh, I, I know GMI has a, we have a Notion page. We could also, you know, additionally also throw it on there too for people to access on there and uh, have like a whole section dedicated to uh, DAO, uh, DAO governance. All right. Yeah, let's let's uh, think about that and come up with some. I mean, Notion or Gitbook, either way, they're both fine with me. So, the Dr. Wagney's proposal, in I think, in a nutshell, he's basically saying he would like to have like a, basically a DAO representative kind of uh, sit in on the Pixelcraft meetings. So what we usually do, we have two uh, weekly meetings as a as a company. One is the Monday stand up where we basically all the different uh, departments kind of go over what they're working on, and then Tuesday we have a, a like a, a drill down dev call, and then the other days it's it's more one on one or Discord. Um, my my feeling on it is it it opens a lot of like I, I would be worried that it, having like the uh, DAO representative sit in on the Pixelcraft discussion is could kind of could get a little bit weird, just because like people could we do talk about things that we're working on that are not necessarily you know public at that time, but we would have to like like if you're a Pixelcraft employee you're there's but you don't kind of talk about stuff that we talk about with the general community yeah it's, so um, i'm not just worried about like people like dow representative would they would kind of have knowledge about the things that we're working on which is generally this it's nothing like yeah it's nothing extremely sensitive it's just there's products or things that we're working on that we like to surprise you guys with basically i guess um i guess my one concern with that with having the DAO representative being there is if you guys were talking about something and this the word of what you were working on got out but then you decided to pivot or slightly change the idea when people would get fixated on what was out there and then that would potentially cause even more uh infighting and division or you know just you know just heated arguments about stuff that would have never happened
So, yeah, I mean, I totally see that. Um, I guess, you know, Pixelcraft employees, they do have to sign a bunch of agreements, too. Like, you know, can't really get the word out on certain things, probably. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I never thought that was a... I never thought that was something that could be done. Um, but, you know, there, I guess there's a, some value some value in that as well, like Dr. Wagme had mentioned in his post. Um, but I do agree that having <clears throat> uh, transparent discussions is like open, you know, it's important to like our DAO and actually getting information out. Um, I think you guys have been doing a pretty good job with that. You know, we have the hangouts, um, we have DAO discussions. Maybe there's ways we can make those better. Um, maybe if there's things that, <clears throat> if there's things that, sorry, I'm losing my voice. So I got to get smaller. We're definitely uh, getting close to having like an updated roadmap, at least for the Gachiverse for you guys. We already know pretty much where we're going. We just need to, um, it, it takes a, it takes a lot of prep for like a word, for like a, a roadmap, uh, blog post, uh, just everyone's like going on full cylinders right now. It's just, it's taken time to, to actually draft it. But we are just thinking uh, a lot of projects I've seen just have like a published roadmap as like a a doc basically, and anyone can see it. It's all it's always there. It's all, it's in their official documentation. So very transparent. You can just go and look at oh here's let me go to this roadmap page and here's here's what they're working on. Uh, speaking of that, we I did just uh, sign up for this. Canny, I think it's called. You guys probably used it without even knowing it. But uh, check this out. So we have we have a uh, this new board. I think I'll get emails from from you guys when you add uh, new feature requests. But basically, any big feature request, any big or small, you can just drop it here, and it's a nice, concise way of viewing all the different feature requests that we have for. Gachiverse, and we also have uh, the one for Avagachi.com. Very cool. Um, is this something you want to maybe do also for the SDK request? I feel like it'd be a good place to aggregate that sort of information. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. The SDK channel looks like productive. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. So yeah, if you guys ever, uh, we'll, we'll update the feature request channel as well uh, with the links to this. But this this should be pretty nice. Uh, you can leave comments. You can up, the, really the cool part is you can upvote stuff. So you can see very clearly what the most upvoted feature request is. This is awesome, and uh, I think it creates a great line of communication for like these sorts of uh, these sorts of requests. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, they also have so they uh, the other part of this uh, software is the roadmap. Uh, you got the roadmap, and then you got the feedback. So we once we have uh, shared the roadmap, we'll also put it on this site as well. So you'll be able to everyone. You can kind of see the the features that we're currently working on, and if, it's almost like a Trello board. You can you can see what we're working on and what's complete. 
Yeah, that's awesome. These are great ways to show, uh, you know, just have direct lines of communication between, uh, you know, what's going on and what people are thinking. So, yeah, it's good. Um, and then the roadmap, I think, is also going to be another. It, it feels like the right time for a second roadmap. You know, uh, we we've kind of run the course of uh, the previously outlined, like the original roadmap. So. That's awesome. That's that's a good sign that we we need another roadmap. Roadmap V three. <laughs> we almost need like a roadmap for the roadmaps. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting through these roadmaps too quickly. Um, I is there anything else uh, that we need to cover? Pressing issues we need to cover for today. I don't think there is. We covered the proposals. Uh, channeling is petting now. Um, yeah, we have a, a little bit more clarification on glitter, Alchemica tickets. Uh, that's a conversation we should keep going, you know, chipping away at and get to some sort of a consensus on uh, eventually. Um, and then the SDK requests. Uh, hopefully, we can get this uh, this canny thing set up for the SDK requests. It'd be, it'd be nice to see that all in the same place. Uh, oh, we got Young Abstract. Uh, uh, does Avagachi V2 plan on using the graph's new upgrade called Substreams, where queries are 100 times faster? I don't know, Coder oh, Dan, do you know about that? I have not. Those are very new. I've, I have not looked into those. I, I assume that it's part of the graph network. Yeah, probably not the hosted service, but we are um, on the subgraph side. We are working on getting the Avogachi contra uh, subgraphs onto the hosted network or onto the actual graph network, not not just the hosted network. But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll look at uh, substreams. Sounds interesting. Oh, um, one more thing to clarify with the petting. We still have to pet twice a day, right? So if we're channeling, that's one pet for the gachi. Uh, unless we're channeling it twice in 24 hours, we have to, or 12 hours. Is it 12 hours? I can't remember now. No, twice every 12 hours, right? See, I've, I've had my avagachis in a petting bot for so long now, I, I forget. Right, One, you can do it once every 12 hours. Right, okay. <laughs> so if you have your altar upgraded to level, uh, what is it, level three, You'll be able to, you know, if you channel it twice in that time, you'll get your two pets. <laughs> oh man, I should know that, but you know, I've, uh, yeah, I should definitely uh, start petting my gachis again. I think it's time. Um, I don't have anything else for today. Do you have anything else uh, pressing that you wanted to talk about, or before we, before you sign off there? You uh you went you went into bot mode there, but I think what I heard was uh keep laying down the tracks, keep moving forward and uh hope we all have a good week.
All right. Yeah, we got confirmation. So, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone that came out here Sunday morning, hanging out, talking about DAO stuff. It's exciting. We're building a game. Um, thank you for um, the the govern, Governor DAO and John Gachi to come up here and hang out with us, share what they're working on. And uh, if you guys want to chat, uh, we'll be doing Gachi Space tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'll see you guys there. And uh, yeah, hope you all have a good week. Let's keep uh, moving forward. Peace out, friends.